if your marriage is good, then everything else seems to be good. Yep. If your marriage is not good, it seems like everything's falling apart. Hey, we are Shan and Ryan Tripp, parents of five on a journey to discover what it takes to raise great humans while enjoying the heck out of life along the way. Sometimes it's easy to let the weight of everyday life, parenting, marriage, finances, get in the way. But what we found is that as you break out of the norm and do life a little bit differently, a whole new world can open up to you. So if you're ready, we would love to invite you on this journey with us as we pull back the curtains and have a whole lot of fun along the way. And it's true what they say, life's a trip. This is our story. How will you write yours? Let's go. Welcome back to the Life's a Trip podcast. Honey, hi. Hi. Here we are in the Caribbean. Shannon has a towel draped over her legs because apparently it's cold. I have the AC blasting. (laughs) Oh, the joys of, you know, meeting in the middle in your marriage, guys. That's what it's all about. That's what we're going to talk about today. That's what we want to talk about. When you're, when I'm hot and I want the AC on and you're cold and you throw a, a, pineapple towel over your legs. How do you, how do you balance that? How do you strike a balance? I think this is a really cool topic and one we're excited to talk about specifically, probably Ryan here because he's the king of putting our marriage first. And stop it. I think, I think that, you know, something that we can all relate to as parents is being in the thick of it. And just being tired and being, I mean, I've got kids hanging all over me all day. And then, and then there's your sweet partner Mm -hmm. and they need you too. And how do you make time for them and, you know, kind of nurture this healthy relationship in the midst of raising kids? That's what we want to talk about. Yeah. And whether you have one kid or five kids or like the family down the road from us that has 10 kids, Shannon just had a glimmer, a little sparkle in her eye (laughs) when I mentioned 10 kids. Oh, uh, no matter how big your family is, it's, it is tough to, uh, it takes a concerted effort for sure to make your marriage a priority. And should we talk about what you shared on Instagram? I feel like this is really fun. A, li- a few weeks ago, you put up a poll on Instagram and asked your community if they do date night. Yeah. And the I, results were shocking. They were actually. We sat together that night. We scrolled through all the results and the questions and answers. And we were just looking at each other like, whoa, this, we got, we've got to unpack this. So let's double click on this, Shannon. (laughs) Let's circle the wagons and unpack it. (laughs) I love using that business jargon. Uh, Here it is. Are you ready? Do you want to say what they are or should I do it? No, go for it. Okay. So you put up a a little poll on Instagram and you said, how often do you date your spouse? And you gave the options weekly, monthly, every few months, or what's a date night? Here's the results. Dun, dun, dun. 9% 9% said they do it weekly. So less, less than 10% of married couples that took this survey. I feel like this is the family feud. We surveyed a hundred families. It was, well, let's like put that into perspective. I mean, let's say there's 50,000 people. 
Yeah. Okay. So yeah, there were tens of thousands of people who responded to this. So it's a pretty good sample size to draw upon my old statistics class. The sample size was, was, was good. Uh, 9% said they date their spouse weekly. 23% said they do a date night monthly. 29% said they do it every few months. And 39%, the highest response said, what's a date night? Implying they, the date night just doesn't happen. Like, at all. Guys. Maybe once or twice a year. I don't know, on an anniversary or... I mean, I am just so surprised by those results. I, it's, and it kind of... Well, I'm kind of saddened by well, them, if I'm us, being honest. Tell us why, why you're surprised or like why it makes you sad. I guess I'm not surprised in the sense that date nights aren't happening because I understand there's a million reasons why they don't happen. But, and maybe sad isn't the right way. Why are you sad? I'm not going to cry tears like I do when I watch American Idol or Undercover Boss. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, we, we have to protect our marriages. We have to keep them fresh. And I mean, we got married for a reason because we love each other and you need to make that a priority. And we try to do that. And there's, you know, we're not perfect by any means. I mean, there's times that go by that we're just so busy or there's other things going on that we, we don't get our date night in for the week, but I don't know, just making it a priority and uh, eliminating excuses and trying to be a little bit creative. And we, and we want to talk about a few little tips and strategies, right? But Anyway, those were the results. Yeah. And I think it, I mean, it is kind of crazy because you think of how much is required of us in a day. I mean, no matter who you are, what you're doing, what your circumstances, if you're a parent, there's so much that's required of you. And I think the greatest lesson that we have probably learned throughout our marriage and going through the different seasons of life, which they have all looked so different is if your marriage is good, then everything else seems to be good. Yep. If your marriage is not good, it seems like everything's falling apart. You know, like you've mentioned before, you just carry the weight of your person, the deepest connection, the one that matters the most. If it's, if it's not okay, that weight just carries through my day, your day with the kids, with other relationships. And I think sometimes we don't even realize it, but then as soon as you get back on track and sometimes it can take 10 minutes of a conversation, you know, sometimes it's not that big of a deal. Sometimes it may be a bigger deal, but as soon as you start to get back on track, it's like weight, it's just like a weight lifted. And all of a sudden things start falling into place. And even the things that aren't so good in your life, all of a sudden become lighter and more doable and less stressful because your most important relationship is good. And that's why I think we're so passionate about making time for each other in a marriage because we could never raise five kids, live away on an island, away from family and help, work together from home. We would we do drive each other crazy sometimes, <laughs> but we would be crazy if we didn't make time for each other. Well, marriage is just the coolest thing, right? I mean, you get to... Spend this time with your spouse, create a family, create a life together, support and lean on each other. And that is just the coolest thing that you could ever do in your life. And there's some amazing things that we can do in life in 
building a business and serving our community and traveling and having fun and whatever you do in your life. But I mean, I'm, you and I both played sports. So we were on teams growing up and you, you learn to get along with others. You learn to, you know, lean on a teammate to accomplish the goal of winning and, you know, trying to win that state championship like Shannon did. And I never did. <laughs> anyway, you learn to work together and that's just, it's just so cool. Anyway, but it's, it starts with, I think we feel like it just starts with something as simple as date night. Well, I think that's what we should, what we should talk about is how we make time for a marriage because you might be listening like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know we should do that, but how do you actually do it? How do we actually make time for each other? Let's talk about that. Yeah. So in follow-up to the survey, you did another survey on Instagram and you asked these four questions, like what are the obstacles to not doing date night. So we identified that less than 10% of people are having date night weekly. And so the next question is why? So again, the results were shocking. <laughs> uh, number one answer can't leave the kids. Mm. Second to that and kind of a distant second was there's not enough time behind that was financial restraints and then kind of the last one was, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like can't really, I guess that means just can't really come up with or plan like a date night. So then you just don't do it. But f by far can't leave the kids. So do you want to talk a little bit about that and maybe what, I don't know what you and I try to do to find a way to get away from the kiddos and go get away some, from the kiddos, get away from them <laughs> and make sure they're safe and everyone's well, okay and go out on date night. I think that one thing all of us mamas can relate to is, is that, you know, who can I, there's two questions that come to mind when somebody says, I can't find someone to watch the kids. Either it's, you can't find somebody that you can trust to watch your kids, or you just literally don't know who to watch your kids. And yeah. it can, and, and in my life, it's been, it's been one of those two things in, in many seasons, you know, trying to figure out who actually can I trust that is available to watch my kids. That is hard. And it's something that I found takes a lot of effort. It's not um, easy for us to leave our most precious little beings with somebody, but take it from someone who in the beginning of my motherhood could not even imagine dropping my kid off at a daycare gym. I just remember my friends doing that. And it just like, I was just <gasps> never, never could I do that, you know? So I have been in those spaces of like, I cannot even imagine that. And then I've also been now as I've had five kids and we've, you know, just adventured and kind of got outside of our comfort zones. And it, I've, it's kind of forced me to be able to say, okay, I need help in some situations. I need to find somebody. I really need to find somebody that can help me with certain things. And so I've been kind of pushed into that of, okay, can we actually do this? Because of course, when you live around family, you can generally find a little help here and there. But when you don't, it, that's a whole new that's just a whole new experience of trying to find somebody that you can trust. So, so how do you, how do you do it? Okay. Give us some, some ideas, some tangible, tangible tips. My number one recommendation, obviously family, that's just the best case scenario, right? If you can find family, fantastic. And I'm remembering back when we were near family, 
there were a few times where we would have your sister and her husband take the kids while we went and did something, even if that was for an hour. And then we would reciprocate that and we would take their kids while they went out on another night. Yep. That's- so it shouldn't always be a burden where we're dumping the kids on them and you know, it, it's because they want to go on date. You know, it's a, it's a win-win, a two for one. They go on a date night, we go on a date night. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say is that, you know, family's obviously number one, but you can find family or friends that you really trust and get to know them that have kids your same age. And you can do that where the kids can go have a little play date with parents supervising them. And then they switch and you go have a date and you're supervising their kids. That's something that kind of warmed me up to this idea of leaving my kids with other people. And then you know, we belong to a church that's all over the world and we have met the most amazing young adult girls or even teenager girls that could come into our home that we trust to watch our kids. But, um, they are vetted. They are vetted on, on whether they can meet the standard of being able to care for small kids, which brings me to, can I just put in a plug really fast? You, of course you can, honey. Okay, all you mamas who feel this weight on your chest right now about, I just can't even imagine leaving my kids with somebody else that's not family, or even if it is family, I get it. I get it. And so we are creating a babysitter course. My team is creating a babysitter course for all of your people who love your kiddos. And I'm so excited. It's about a month to two away, but we... We did, we are going to give you a little sneak peek into those important questions that you can ask. So go to these show notes right after you listen to this, download those questions and make sure your babysitters can answer these. That's very important. Good job, honey. <laughs> You've been working on that for a long time. I have. This has been, this has been, I, I mean, years in the, the thought, the thought process. And now it's super cool because we have our oldest is going into the babysitter world and then we have a baby. So I just, I've just got all the ages. I just feel like it's a perfect time to bring it to the world. So I'm very excited about it. I'm excited. I love that our oldest daughter, as she goes out to babysit other families and she has a couple of times in our community and she, she would know what to do if a baby, you know, or a kid, a toddler started choking or, I just feel like obviously because she sees what you do, she has a good sense for that. So you've wanted to package that into a, a babysitter course that can help parents equip their babysitter so they can just be a little more at ease with the babysitter being qualified to take care of their kids. I yeah, love that. Absolutely. Okay. So I would say, yes, switch a family, your friend, kind of, you know, get to know a young girl, have them come over to the house while you're there and just say, Hey, I'm working from home today, or I have some cleaning to do, but my kids need, you know, you to play with them. Will you come over to the house? I've done that so many times. And you see how they interact with your kids. They get to know them. They see, Oh, mom's here. She knows this person it's safe. And then the next time you have them over, they come in the house. So just there's ways to warm up to this idea of leaving your kids, but it is your feelings of like, oh my goodness, how could I leave them? I mean, that's really, that's, you're amazing. And you, you feel that way because of the love you have for your kids. And so that's not a bad thing. And it's not a bad thing to feel that. And it's not a bad thing to leave your kids. And I think that's what we maybe want to talk about next. So let me just say you, you also put up a question box 
to your community on Instagram and asked what questions they have about date night. And again, you had so many questions and they really could have, they really all could be summarized into three different questions. So we want to read each one of those questions and answer those. That leads me to the next question that we got asked for my community. And that is like, should we feel bad having fun without the kids? You know, have you ever felt this Ryan? I've never felt bad (laughs) about leaving the kids and going on a date with my wife. No, maybe I should. I love the kids. I don't feel like I love them any less, but I love you. So I want to go on a date with you. Yeah. And you know what? Do you remember early in our marriage where I would just, we would go out on a date, but then what would I want to talk about? The children. (laughs) The kids. (laughs) And what would you say to me? I heard this from uh, somebody, someone along the way, a wise individual. And they said, when you go on date night, don't talk about the kids. I don't think that has to be a hard and fast rule, but I think it's a good thing to keep in mind because the goal of date night is to get to know your spouse, rekindle that love, spend time together. And so if you're just talking about the kids the whole time, it's, uh, I don't think you're getting the most out of date night that you can. Yeah. And sometimes, I mean, sometimes maybe you do need a date night to talk about your kids. Maybe one of them has a problem or maybe you're trying to, you know, can figure out something in parenthood that just requires more time alone to talk about it. But I think in general, generally speaking, date night should be made for you and your partner. Totally. Yeah. And I think if you're having fun, if you plan something fun for date night, you're not always going to be in a position where you're just kind of sitting across a, a dinner table talking the whole time. Yeah. So, so I think for us, we try to mix it up, right? One of the date nights might be walking along the beach and we're just talking about everything, right? The kids, work, goals, travel, everything that, you know, just kind of everything. And another one might be we're going on a bike ride. And so we're probably not talking a lot, but we're doing something active and it's just a little more playful and fun than like actually having meaningful conversations. My favorite date night, we go eat food. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) That's uh, steak and potatoes. (laughs) Then who cares? Then we don't even care where the conversation goes because we're enjoying a good meal, looking into each other's eyes, you know, and, and that's part of the fun of planning a date night. You want a good square meal, (laughs) take you to a good steakhouse and have a good in-depth conversation. And for me, I, I like doing something more active, right? Let's go on a bike ride. Let's go down to the beach. Let's go do something different. Play pickleball. Come play golf with me, you know, ride along and hit some balls. So we try to balance that where, you know, you can do one of the things you want to do. And then maybe the next week is something that I want to do. Another really common question was that was just that. How do you, how do you pick date nights? How do you choose? And one of their objection was financial reasons. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, when we were first married, we were on the Dave Ramsey train, right? Get out of debt, set up a budget. And that's really built a foundation for the rest of our lives and has allowed us to do some things with our money to accomplish our goals and travel. And, uh, I, I just think you have to have that foundation of, of having a budget. And that's kind of a term that I don't think a lot of people like, right? You don't want to have to feel like you're living on a budget, but date night should be budgeted, whether that's $30 or $70 or $10 or $10. I think 
if you dedicate those dollars each week or every couple weeks, especially starting out, like if you haven't been on a date night in months, find 30 bucks, find that babysitter and you don't even have to go out to a fancy dinner. I mean, we've done things where we drive through. Remember when I took you to, to Chick-fil-A? I think it was actually on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Go to Chick-fil-A. Go, go, to, go to the local food trucks and, you know, spend 20 bucks and go have a fun date night. It doesn't have to be some extravagant, expensive thing. Date night for us has been in our living room. Date night has been putting the kids to bed early and coming out in our living room and playing a board game, or maybe you just snuggle up and watch a movie together. Maybe you pull out your calendars and you plan your month. Like for me, date night to me is just time together. Like that is, it doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be extravagant. I think you and I try to be more, even more intentional with like 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes at night before we go to bed and then a date night a week just the consistency of time together and always checking in with each other has probably made the most impact on our marriage. Going back to how we started this conversation of when we're not good in marriage, everything else just feels like shaky and kind of tricky. It's interesting how that works. When you and I are like, I don't know, stressed with the kids, we're on edge, da, 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 da. We always go back to, well, are we connecting? Are we on the same page? Are we supporting each other? Are we, you know, and it's just, it goes back to having time together. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Just create time together. The one thing I've noticed is you can't be mad at someone or angry with somebody if you're serving them. And I shared this a little bit ago, but I remember right before Shannon and I were getting married, one of the leaders of our church spoke and talked about how marriage requires work. And I remember at, you know, being a young, naive 24 year old that I didn't think that that it it didn't, that didn't resonate with me. I like, I couldn't understand that because I was so excited for marriage and the idea that it would be work sounded like work. (laughs) It didn't sound like it would be, fun and exciting. And that's everything that I anticipated marriage would be. And I think even early on when we were first married, it was very easy for us. I think we're, we're compatible that way. We're so, we're so opposite in a lot of ways, but I think just right out of the gate, our marriage was pretty easy. But again, as you go along and and kids and work and, and the house and finances, there's just so many other things competing for our time. So I understand now 14 years into our marriage and five kids later, why, we were why that that wisdom was shared that marriage requires work. And I think that's what we're talking about with date night. It's just that little effort and it's just putting in the time to make it a priority uh, because it is, it's just the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think exactly to wrap that all, wrap this all up. There is so much competing for our time. So, just slow down for just a minute and go put in your calendar some time with your spouse because it's going to bless every other part of your life. When that relationship is good and that connection is good, everything feels lighter. Everything feels less stressful. 
Everything feels more doable because you have that person. And you might be listening and think, well, they don't feel the same way that I do, or they don't have the same desire as I do, or they don't. Well, then go talk about it. You know, everything is figure outable. I think I've said that before. If you don't <laughs> gonna, think you have we're gonna time. We're going to check to see if that's actually a word. <laughs> figure outable. Figure outable. I love it. If you don't think you have time, I promise you do. If you don't think that they want this, I promise they do. They married you for a reason. You married them for a reason. We just have to be reminded of it sometimes and not allow the busyness and the kiddos and the uh, all the other things that we have in our life getting away, but to be add on to what a blessing it is to have a partner in all of it. Amazing. Yeah. Beautiful. So go do that. You guys, you guys are amazing. How about recording a podcast as a date night? Does this count as date night? <laughs> uh, oh, no, this is no. fun. We, you know, on this show, we, we want to share our ideas around marriage and raising kids. And we just wanted to start it out talking about date night. Because that is just such a small, simple thing that has such a huge impact. So if you're listening to this and you haven't had a good connection, a good date night with your spouse in a long time, just just do it. Just take the initiative. I, I think you know one of the one of the responses on your Instagram, Shannon, was that uh, uh, one of the ladies said, "I don't, you know, I don't think my husband would want to go on date night with me." Like, how, how do I get him on board for date night? And my thought to that was like, if you, you know, I'm just picturing you, Shannon, if you came up to me one day and you're like, Hey, I got a babysitter for the kids tonight. We're going to a movie or meet me at the park or here's our pickleball rackets. We're going to go play pickleball for an hour. Like if you know, we love surprises, don't we? Especially Shannon. She loves <laughs> a good surprise. So I think it just, sometimes it might just take one spouse, whether it's the wife or the husband to kind of plan the date night and then just say, Hey, here's what we're doing. I got the kids taken care of. I've got it all figured out. I'm taking you on a date tonight. And I'm getting chills just saying that. And 90, you surprised me with the date night. <laughs> I was just going to say that. I was going to say how many date nights have I planned of our date nights throughout I, I, the 15 I probably, years? I'm probably the one that takes the lead on it more you're so nice. You're the one that does it almost like nine out of 10 times. Yeah. But I know that you're down and you, you make it easy. You're always, you know, it's, I don't feel like I'm having to force you, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I like taking exactly. the lead on it. That's, I think that's what you're saying is I'm always excited to go on a date. Yeah. It's just, I have so many other things in my head. Yeah. If you didn't make the effort, it could easily slip through the cracks. And I think that's what we're saying is yeah. Right now, if you're listening, just go make the effort. Be the one to make the effort, and it'll make a huge impact in your home. And if you can't find someone that you trust, go to the show notes, download this questionnaire, ask them these questions, find somebody, send a prayer. Your kiddos will be fine, your marriage will be blessed, and your home will be a better place. Amazing. Good luck in planning your hot date nights. Woo! And uh, thanks for listening. We love you.